Welcome back to the rule book. This is episode number 37. If you think this is a whole new series, I don't blame you. I'm filming in a new location. I'm not even in America, baby. I'm in Greece. Greetings from Athens, everybody. I'm so sorry that I didn't put out an episode last week. Life got in the way as it so freaking often does. And I had a specific topic in mind that I wanted to do. And then I started getting scooped by every news outlet and their mother, you know, the take that I was going to have. And I was just losing all my motivation to sit down and film. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to pack my little portable mic and I'm going to take it to Greece. So I had to Google if you could put double D batteries. No, double D. <laughs> triple a or double a batteries in your carry-on and apparently you can i should know this from journalism school when i had to travel with all my equipment but i your girl doesn't remember okay i can't remember everything but um august has been a very crazy time for me i was finishing up my mom's apartment renovation and then i knew that i had this trip booked so i was trying to do episodes in advance and it just didn't work out for me you know how that is and trust me no one is harder on themselves than I am. So I haven't been able to really relax and rest. It's because I know I didn't put out an episode. So it's two in the morning in Greece and I'm sitting here on this white couch with this microphone bringing you my opinions, uh, my opinions, okay? Okay, so I wanted to do an episode about Taylor Swift, about Beyonce, about women's soccer, about the girls taking back the summer, right? Because it's the summer of the billionaire girl, as the New York Times said, because they were one of those outlets that scooped me. But everyone's talking about women's sports, even though you, you, the United States was kicked out of uh, the World Cup pretty early on. People are watching it. Um, viewership for women's sports is at an all-time high. Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is apparently helping the United States avoid a recession. And now here comes Beyonce bringing her war world tour to America and her ticket sales are speculated to surpass a billion dollars. And let's not forget Greta Gerwig being the first independent director to make a billy at the box office this summer with Barbie, a film, a film about a doll that is obviously marketed towards young girls children and women. So yeah, it is the summer of the billion dollar girl. And when I was reading these articles or in these news outlets and online, and especially in the New York Times, the comments were all talking about, oh, you know, these women, these concert goers are being so silly with their money, right? Because women's interests are always shrugged off as being frivolous and not, not serious and stupid mostly so to see that all of these things which are geared towards women are the biggest money makers this summer is uh pretty delightful our interests matter our money is green and what we like counts and people should start paying attention so rule number 37 the guys like to make it rain but the girls we make it shimmer and that rule is completely just ripped out of Taylor Swift's new song, Bejeweled. Even in the music video, she's playing Cinderella. That's like the concept. 
and she says, I can still make the whole place shimmer. And then she like transforms into the princess, right? Who gets the, the glass shoe from Prince Charming. And it just speaks volumes, right? Because it's just about someone who didn't have everything handed to her and yet she was still able to I don't know, spread joy and, and and bring those good vibes and make the place shimmer, right? Whatever. I don't need to get that deep about it. You you heard the song, you understand it. And even Beyonce's concert fans, they are wearing metallics and certain glittery, shiny clothes because that's what Beyonce's wearing on tour. So yes, the girls are mirroring the superstars. We're very inspired by these female icons and we're showing up and we're brightening up the place for everybody else. Even in Ohio and Philadelphia, where they were worried about, you know, crumbling economies, these concerts have helped these cities, these small cities or these cities that were on the brink. And that's thanks to the girls. So to everyone who's laughing or judging or criticizing women for spending their money on experiences that other people may laugh at or think are frivolous or childish, who's laughing now, right? I'm in Greece and this is going to be TMI, but I knew that I was going to, I I didn't realize that I was going to have my period on the day that I traveled here. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to pack tampons because I don't have room, you know, like I'm going to pack a few just to get through like the first day, right? To get through the plane ride, to get through whatever. I get here and I'm like, I need to go buy tampons. I need a box. There's like a holiday happening in Greece. They don't sell tampons at supermarkets. I went to a pharmacy. All they had was pads. And I was shocked. I was like, what the hell is going on? And I had to go to like five different places to find myself a box of tampons. Talk about, I mean, talk about an underserved market. I mean, obviously there is women in Greece. There are a lot of women in Greece. The women who worked at the pharmacies were were the people who worked at the pharmacies were women, obviously. And they're just like, no, we don't have those. You have to try here, try there. And it's like common knowledge that the grocery store wouldn't carry that. And I don't know. I just found that really surprising. You can comment below. I don't know how it is in the rest of Europe or what the deal is. But in America, I feel like there's tampons everywhere. Even when I left the airport, there was free tampons in the airport bathroom. So just to go like just to see that stark difference and then to know that it's you know these these women are making history as we speak this summer around the globe and yet i've i came to greece and i can't find a tampon maybe i'm reaching you let me know in the comments what you think and if you're a man you can still let me know what you think though you do not understand the struggle of being in a foreign country and having your period (laughs) And I don't even think this is TMI because I do kind of think that we should talk about this more because, you know, we shouldn't act like women's periods are something that are disgusting and dirty. It's reality. Beyonce and Taylor and Barbie, if she could, they girl, they get their period. Okay. And even while I've been in Greece, when I talk to people about what their views on womanhood is or what it means to be a woman here, it is very much about domestic labor. It is very much about taking care of everybody else around you. And this whole year, I've struggled with all of those things and what kind of woman I am. And it's very funny because 
when you speak to Greek people, um, some Greek, older Greek people, they just have this idea that a woman is in the home, she's cooking and she's cleaning and those are her most important jobs. And but then, you know, you're consuming the news and the news is Beyonce and Taylor Swift are saving the economy, but I'm supposed to be ironing your shirt. <laughs> it's very conflicting ideas. And then also I was scrolling on TikTok while I was laying on the beach, you know, it doesn't look like I went to the beach because I had to put on a lot of sunscreen. But anyway, if you're watching this on YouTube, <laughs> but I'm scrolling TikTok and a girl did a video and she was like, why are the only two choices for women capitalism or the patriarchy? And I think that this is very clear when you want to talk about Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Barbie versus the ideal woman being someone who can cook and clean and take care of everyone in their family. It's like you're either going to be the best girl boss that you can be or you're going to be the mom and the wife, the trophy. So take your pick. Either way, you're you're not you're probably not going to be happy. You're not going to be fulfilled because I mean, let's face it, I don't know if most of us are going to be Taylor Swift and Beyonce level girl boss. Like probably not. Let's just be effing for real. And even women who choose the the patriarchal experience, you have to get really lucky with who you choose to be your partner in that, right? Because most men, they've done studies on this, that it's single women who are happiest and married men who are the happiest because men benefit off of the woman's unpaid labor oftentimes, right? And a lot of men don't feel like it's their responsibility to help out around the house. It's it's very often that women take on those those extra hours and, and those extra errands when they get married, and men do not. They actually like lose an hour of work or lose an hour of labor a day once they get married. It was some statistic that I saw online or whatever. But don't you worry. I don't be reading that fake news. This was real news. You can trust it because I've seen it multiple places on the internet. Okay. All right. That didn't sound too convincing, but I'll leave a link below if I have to. But then capitalism also is very connected to patriarchy, right? And you have to emulate a man to succeed in capitalism, right? You, maybe you don't have children. Maybe you delay it. Maybe you delay it so far that you are now at a certain point where conceiving is much more difficult for you. Or you enter into this field that is mostly male dominated or the workplace, right? Because the workplace is still a place that, was built to benefit men and how men sleep and how men live. And like, it's just crazy to think about how obviously these systems are built for men's success and not for women's success. So we have to fit ourselves into these places where we're not necessarily, we're not, weren't necessarily built for us. Right. So it's very interesting when you think about these two choices that are offered to women and both of them can have aspects that are very demeaning and very demoralizing. And it's like, is that the best there is? And I was talking to my friend about this on the beach and I was like, oh, well, well, I feel in a way that I haven't really chose, I haven't chosen either thing at this point. I've dabbled <laughs> in both. 
But I think the third option that a lot of people don't talk about is being an artist, pursuing your creative ideas. And there's a luxury to that. And then even when you do do that, you have to figure out how to monetize. You have to figure out how you can still survive while going down this life path. But at least when you're choosing the path of an artist or a creative and whether that's a writer or an actor, whatever, a painter or I don't know, a jewelry make, whatever it is that you really want to do, you still run that risk of not being able to eat, not being able to survive because you are refusing to fit yourself into these spaces where you don't really fit, right? I know I started off this episode talking about billion dollar girl, but you're not going to be a billion dollar girl if you choose either of those two paths, right? There's always a glass ceiling for capitalism. And then in the patriarchy, I mean, I just think that most women you become so drained by the everyday, you lose yourself. But there's no way you're making a billion unless you marry, what's his name from Amazon? Jeff Bezos. All right, then you're a billion dollar girl. Lauren, whoever, with Jeff Bezos, who's now engaged to him. All right, She's a billion dollar girl. The patriarchy made her a billion dollars. Snap, snap, go Lauren. But I don't think the rest of us are going to be so damn lucky. As I said, I started off this episode talking about the billion dollar girl. How do you become her though? Like Greta Gerwig and Taylor Swift and Beyonce. There's no linear path to that type of success. There's just not. But I can tell you one thing. It's definitely not through the patriarchy and it's probably not through the route of capitalism because if you look at Beyonce and Taylor... Those are artists, you know, Greta Gerwig is an artist. That's how they got to their billion dollar empires. Even Kim, I mean, you know, Kim is a little different. I'd say she's more of a businesswoman than an artist, but I mean, you have to be pretty damn creative or she has creative people around her who are really steering her in the right direction. And she was linked to Kanye. And I think a lot of her success came from Kanye and whatever, the success of her brand That's neither here nor there. But the way to become a billion dollar girl isn't through the patriarchy. It's not through the traditional means of capitalism. It's to be an artist. And you want to talk about women's soccer. They weren't being paid the same as their male counterparts. The documentary that they did actually shed light on that. But so often, the path to a billion for a girl it's practically impossible. I mean, a billion dollars is, listen, I'm, that's nothing to sneeze at. I'm not saying, oh my God, it's so much easier for a man to make a billion. Probably it is, but you know what I mean? It's just, maybe it's a summer of the billion dollar girl, but I hope that it also wakes up some of us. It's a summer of the artist, really. It's the summer of the girl creative. It's the summer of girls valuing their own interests and investing in them. Maybe you invest in the concert ticket to see Beyonce because she inspires you. And then you turn around and you go home and she, and she's motivated you to act on that idea, whatever it is. Or maybe you monetized your friendship bracelets that Taylor Swift made popular and her Eras concert has made popular. I don't know. But the thing I like about this whole thing is that it's encouraged women 
to take their own interests seriously, to invest in them, and to not feel guilty or ashamed or bad about liking Taylor Swift or Barbie. Go ahead and like those things. Go ahead and support other women. And who knows? The paths that those people took were clearly unconventional, and it paid off. So if nothing else... At least we can acknowledge their role model status. What an iconic thing that they've all done. And the fact that they're women is inspiring. So just because you and me might not, might not be the billion dollar girls we want to be, doesn't mean we won't get there or we won't get somewhere close to our own version of what that means to us. If we follow our interests, if we take our own dreams seriously, we're more likely to get there than by taking the conventional, traditional paths that are being shoved onto us by everybody around us. You can forge your own way. It might be harder. It's going to be riskier. It's going to look totally different from everybody else's path. But at the end of the day, it's your life. Okay, this was a weird episode. I hope that this background didn't throw you off too, too much. I'm going to try and do two more episodes while I'm here in Greece. Hopefully I can. Not so, so much keeping up with the news, honey. I don't even know really what day it is. I guess it's Wednesday now. I'm all over the map. I apologize. I will be back in September. Normal schedule. Every Tuesday I'll be putting out an episode. But hopefully you'll see me before then, before I'm back in New York City and... Please subscribe to this podcast if you can and follow me at Serious Actress across all social media platforms and DM me topics that you're interested in because I love to hear from you guys. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in.